This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you can find the time to explore with the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime Time with Isaac and Sue. Oh, what they on? All steroids and no carbs. Them thick ass kids. This is primetime. Prime not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sukanik with primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back. Hello, sports. I was just reading about the goose puppy story, trying to t- trying to find for you where that happened. Yeah, um, Snopes is worried that it may not be real. Yeah, this is one of those like when again going back to church. There's always some vague story about some sort of like some good Samaritan, and no one can tell you when it happened or where it's from. It's just a feel good story, and you're supposed to believe it. So damn it, let's I want to believe. Let's it. just believe that a goose yeah. somewhere warmed up an abandoned right. puppy, and and we'll leave it at that. All right, let's get to the NFL. Let's. On the phone. Oh. Nice. Uh, there is an open, but that's okay. Would you like me to go back and play it? No, I don't think the people need it. Okay. We know. I think they, they know what's we up. We know where we're at. They know what's up. Now uh, now I'm worried that maybe this isn't bleeped. Is that, did, uh, can you double check that this Kyler Murray clip <laughs> yep, does give not me, have... Give me, give me 15 seconds. Yeah, because we cannot, we cannot play the F word. No. Because... Especially knowing that it's a clip that we pulled. So. Right. Or the young ears cannot. The second quarter. Oh, 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 oh. That's going out over the air. Ortner's having a day. <laughs> well, after the whole kitten thing, he's probably sweating You've bullets got him in rattled. there. I mean, You've got him rattled. I'm in his kitchen. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the F, you know, like kids can't recover from here. No. On the radio. No, so we, we got to make sure that that is not no. going to be played because it is, there is a cuss word in this audio I'd like to play for you. Uh, Justin Herbert, so I'm, I'm going back to the Arizona uh, Chargers game on Sunday. We haven't had a chance to talk about what happened last weekend in no. the NFL. Well, we had so much football on Monday. But, uh, well, you know, the Civil War. Yeah. The Civil War. Or, I mean, the formerly. The game formerly known as the Civil War, but so, it's still called the Civil War. Justin Herbert 
Second most Teddy passes in his first three seasons ever mm-hmm. behind Dan Marino. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. And he orchestrated one hell of a comeback to um, to beat Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Now, uh, Arizona went three and out on their final four possessions. Yes. So they should have won the game. Yes. I mean, they just needed a couple first downs. They had every chance to do it. They are now four and eight, and one in particular... Uh, one in particular that got bamboozled at the very end. And it just ended up uh, schematically, and I think Orlovsky did a really nice breakdown of it. Just a, it was a, it was a good, it was a nice play design, and they just, the, the Chargers did a really nice job of, uh, of foiling it. And it kind of left Murray out to dry, and he threw the blame right on Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. And there is no F bomb, I'm told. So here oh, we go. I thought there was. Let's hear it. Well, well there is. Just but call we the second oh. quarter um, that resulted in interception. Yeah. Did you like the call? Did you feel like you had a pop? Um, no, it wasn't. That wasn't for Hop, actually. Um, schematically, I mean, they kind of, we, we were kind of Did you get that? <laughs> oh, I got it. So the guy was saying, hey, what did you think of that call that resulted in the interception for, for Hopkins? And he said, well, that wasn't for Hop. And schematically, we were F. Yeah. Basically just pinning it right on Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and basically they were running a little uh, RPO and where they don't block the backside end. And when he pulled the ball... Basically, the, the the coverage on the other side, the Chargers just played it really well, and they took away the underneath, which is what Murray wanted to throw the ball to. But the the corner came up and uh, and jammed the underneath receiver, so he didn't have a he, he couldn't hold on to the ball because the end was coming down unblocked. He couldn't throw to the flat for the first down that he wanted to, and so he basically then just kind of threw it up for. That's why he said it wasn't for Hopkins. He was the third option on that, and he just kind of threw it up and. And that was the end of it. But, yeah, I think it's interesting that you know, <laughs> in the press conference, he's clearly right. taking shots like, at, I mean, at Kingsbury. On, Grow up. Yeah. I mean, you may think that. Handle it behind closed doors. Well, he's a child. He is a child. He is. And, and he's going to get Cliff Kingsbury fired. Interestingly enough, though, Kingsbury was the one who took that job because of Kyler Murray. Yeah. They brought him in because they thought that Murray was was viewed as, as kind of a, a Sean McVay light. And kind of what Lincoln Riley and those guys did in college and his sort of system. And it would play well with Kyler Murray, who played under Lincoln Riley. And so he was brought in to kind of harness what Kyler Murray does. And look, to be fair, when it works, it works well. Like there's been times Arizona's been to the playoffs. They've won some games and Kyler Murray is uber talented. It's just that we talk about this a lot. And in the NFL... There's no better example of this than Justin Fields. Do you know that when Justin Fields is out of the pocket, Justin Fields is the sixth best quarterback rated. He has the sixth best quarterback rating in the NFL out of the pocket. Okay. Do you know what he is in the pocket? Um, 115. 31st. So, better than I thought. and And they've been successful with him running around. And you can do that. You can do that for a period of time in the NFL. You can win games that way. But the NFL is still designed to be a passing league. And this is the thing that Kyler Murray has not figured out. That when you get dinged up, when you get chipped, when you pull a little hamstring, when you play against better teams, when teams that have good D linemen that don't allow you to break the pocket, when they squeeze in, when the defensive ends don't rush past your your drop, and they, they force you to play from the pocket, if you can't play what they call on time, if you can't win from the pocket, if you can't be on time with your ball and and throw 
know it in anticipation of where the coverage is going to be, you are going to struggle to beat better teams, and you're going to struggle as you get later in the year and people get more film on what you're doing. And this apparently is something that Kyler Murray has not figured out yet. So at the start of the year, they've won plenty of games and he's put up numbers, but they have had drop-offs in the second half of every season that he's played, and this year they're 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 not wasting any time. They just decided to be bad from the get-go. And now he's dealing with a poor hammy. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think they'll cover that tonight on uh, hard knocks in season? I think that you can definitely tell that they're are trying to avoid that in every way they can. So last week they had the coach get booted from Mexico, right? Yes. And they barely, exactly as predicted. 25 seconds. Not even that. They just said, well, you know, Monday morning started with the coach being sent home, and then they just immediately pivot off of it. Yeah. Yeah, and he basically said that uh, we're sorry that, they, you know, we embarrassed you. You'll never have to answer those things again, and uh, let's let's move forward with it. Kingsbury. You're talking about Kingsbury. He, yes. That's when he was talking to the team. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can tell when he's talking about Colt McCoy, you know that, that Kingsbury wishes that Kyler Murray That's was right. more like more like Colt That's McCoy. Right. And this is the... That's the, the thing. That's why everybody says they're better off with Colt... Not everybody. But that's why when you can see a road to Colt McCoy is better for Arizona than Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray's just a dip-ass. And yet... And, and he's got all the talent, but McCoy, you but, know... But here's the thing. In, in the NFL, and you see it all the time, if you get a guy that's talented and a guy that's a dip-ass but isn't talented... When it comes to making the decision on who you go with, you'll always go with the talented dip ass over the guy that is just a hard worker but lacks the the natural ability. Well, I get that. I mean, they paid him, but it's just, you know, and there's no way you can bench Kyler for McCoy. Yeah. But at the same time, when you watch them, you know, they I think they have a better chance to win games mm. when McCoy's out there and not. Yeah, um, but when you're when you're playing Kyler. like when you're playing the Niners though and you have a defense that really is just gonna strangle you, Cole McC- help you a lot. Cole McCoy can't do anything. The one thing that Kyler Murray can do, and it's the same thing with Justin Fields or any athletic quarterback that can move around, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. You know, we talk about playing on time, playing from the pocket, but when when those things break down, the the, the guy that has the ability to move around and make plays happen, that's the special guy. I just wish that Kyler Murray could realize that he could go from a very good quarterback in the NFL to one of the truly elite ones if he would just pull his head out of his arse from time to time and play in the confines of a system. Well, he's going to cost Cliff Kingsbury a lot of money. And yeah, Kingsbury's probably cut him a check because King, Kingsbury's going to get fired. 100%. Because of that dude. Yeah, the, and you I could, don't think King, Kingsbury's that bad. No. I, I've always thought he kind of was. I, I thought he was the problem. Uh, he is not. The, Kyler is the problem. Yes. The the relationship there, in my opinion, appears to be broken beyond repair because Kingsbury can't get through to Kyler Murray. And whoever takes that job has to know that mission number one, because it's not a bad roster, mission number one is getting Kyler Murray to change the way that he thinks about approaching the game of football. And there's a lot of guys that have had this over the years where they tell you, six, seven, eight, nine years into a career, oh my God, I wish I would have learned how to play the position. I wish I would have learned what it took to be a professional. And I, I think that Kyler Murray eventually will get to that point. I just, he's clearly not there yet. He just isn't. All right, coming up next on our NFL Hump Day Roundup, let's check in with how things are going in Baltimore. A little bit of news there today. It is 4.15 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, we are humping. That's what we do at four on Wednesdays. We love our hump day roundup. We just uh, get right into that NFL. We just dig right in there, don't we, Big J? Well, we dig around. We try. I don't know if we dig right in there, but, you know, sometimes it's around the edges. Sometimes. Let's go to Baltimore. Uh, more specifically, Owing, Owings Mills, Maryland. O- Owings Mills? I think is how you pronounce it. I think that's right. That's where the Ravens practice. That is where they practice? Yeah, Owings Mills. Can't say I knew that. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Would they stop blowing leads, please? God, no kidding. They're my best, worst football team in the NFL. Yeah, I think they're really good. They just got to figure out how to hold on to leads. Yep. So there have been, here I'll, well, here, I'll tell you the Lamar Jackson news first. Lamar left practice today Mm -hmm. with a quad injury, and they would not let him speak to reporters. That's not... Not good. That's not good news. No. So that's the latest on what's happening there. Uh, things are going great. Because he also uh, responded to, so he had a vulgar, a couple of vulgar replies to uh, online critics. <laughs> yeah, some of the, he, he took some shots at some people on the uh, the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he, and I kind of respect it. Like, he gives zero Fs. He yes. will fire right back. Yeah. And some guy was saying, um, you know, you're paying $250 million for this guy. Yeah. Games like this should not come down to Justin Tucker. We're talking about the Jags. Well, I think you got to, first of all, you got to give uh, Trevor Lawrence a lot of credit. He looked really good well, Jacksonville, coming down the stretch of that game. Jacksonville, the last month or so, if you want to talk about these young quarterbacks and who's shown you promise, we talked about Justin Fields, who's found some stuff out playing outside of the pocket. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is starting to kind of have that look about him where it's 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 starting to click. And yeah, I do give Jacksonville a lot of credit and they're playing better ball. That being said, Baltimore has got to stop blowing late leads. 
I mean, they're seven and four. Well, they're not even late leads. They they blew they blew one earlier in the year. I think they were up twenty something. That was in the, the in the first half. That was to the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, that's right. They blew the one to the Dolphins. They should have beat the Bills. They should have beat the Giants. That was the one where they're and in some of these, Lamar Jackson has had a fourth quarter turnover. I think in all three of those games, and then they were up by nine uh, in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville and and gave that one away. So they have just. That's why I said they're seven and four. They're still very good, but that could easily be considered one of the top one or two teams in football if they just yeah. took care of the ball, didn't turn it over in the fourth quarter, and held on to some leads. So here's a stat for you on that. Four teams all time have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games. Mm-hmm. The 1942 Bears. Oh, yes, I remember them well. 11-0. and The 2009 Saints. 11-0. and and the 2011 Packers, 11 and 0. And here we got the Ravens of 2022, yeah. seven and four. Yeah, you just—it's inexplicable. You can't keep doing this. Now, Dusty and Danny were talking about this like luck stat that was thrown around out there. This this analytic: who's the luckiest team? Who's the unluckiest team? And so there's always this idea that eventually you'll come back to the to to, to the mean here. Like you'll. If you're losing a lot of close games, you know, eventually you'll, you'll kind of get it pointed in the right direction and those will balance itself out. But if you're Baltimore, <laughs> you got to start asking yourself, when does this start to balance out? When does this start to swing the other way? Because for the most part, when they've been in close games, with the exception of maybe that Cincinnati game, it hasn't gone their way. And, you know, I still like Baltimore. I still think Baltimore is a serious Super Bowl contender. But at some point, it just kind of becomes a habit and you wonder if. You know, losing's a habit, and you wonder in these close games if if you're not getting a little tight. When you start to think about it, you start it, to think about it. Happens uh, again. And that, by the way, that Justin Tucker, I think that was from 66, 67. Yeah, it was only about a yard, yard and a half short on that. I it, thought he was going to make it. It was online. I'm kind of pissed that he didn't. When he kicked it, everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is going in!" And then it came up just short. I too, I I was like. He is so good that we're like, what the hell, yeah, Tucker? What do you, what do you know, 67 miss a 67-yard field goal to win the game? <laughs> it's online. You don't have enough, uh, you know, don't have ass in the tank. Come on, let's go. We get Bills Patriots tomorrow. Um, Josh Allen's elbow. Speaking it's by an the issue. Speaking by the way of uh, bad red zone turnovers, we talked about fourth quarter turnovers. Josh Allen has four red zone picks, number one in the NFL, well, and a fumble. Yeah, a lot of people are pointing to his elbow. Uh, here's a stat for you. Off-target rate, which is basically just throws where he is not on target. Weeks one through eight before the injury, Josh Allen's off-target rate was 3.9%. Weeks nine through 12 after the Jets game, or maybe it was the game before he got hurt, 11.1%. So clearly something, you know, it's 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 an issue. Yeah. By the way, the Bills, second unluckiest team, I believe, in the NFL, and they're still eight and three. So, well, they've had to pull some games out of the fire. But. Yeah, and they're good enough to do it. But, again, there's a team that uh, is is kind of maybe living on a bit of a razor's edge here. And, and, and now we're starting to question. Yeah. For a while there, it was like Buffalo was the best team in football. And now I think people are taking a step back a little bit and, and asking the question, are indeed, are indeed, are they truly an elite team? You know what, though? I love being the team that's getting questioned people right, sleeping on right now i love being questioned right now look the the ebbs and flows of the season they can get really high they can get really low but nothing matters until you get to the playoffs right yeah
Buffalo's still a good team. Baltimore's still a good team. You know, like, for example, the Chargers, you know, just get healthy. If I, I love it because there is so much football left. Do they have six games left? Yep. Imagine what we think about what we thought, you know, week one versus week seven about teams, right? Same thing here. What we think right now is completely different than what we're going to think in six weeks when they put this tournament together. And Buffalo. These teams just, they change. Guys get healthy. They yeah. get hot. And so right now, Buffalo is dealing with some stuff. Baltimore's dealing with some stuff. I don't want to be the hot team right now. Like the Niners are the hot team. Miami's a hot team. Ah, you know, that's a lot to ride. You got six more weeks to keep that up to ride into the playoffs. So I think the teams, in other words, I just don't worry too much about Bills or Ravens. Now, if Lamar Jackson's hurt, then uh, definitely. But I, I just, I love being the team being questioned right now. And, and Buffalo's had some injury issues along the defensive side of the ball in their secondary. They've been without a couple guys um, in and out of the lineup. But in their three losses, like I said, they're 8-3. and Two-point loss to the Dolphins, three-point loss to the Jets, and then that one against Minnesota where they, they seemingly, again, this goes back to the unlucky. Like They had like six plays go against them in that game. They just... Yeah. It, well, all you got to do is not fumble the the sneak. Yes. And you fumbled the ball on the, I mean, on the goal line. And, it's it, like, and, it's, and, it's, and over. it's over. So, yeah, they're 8-3, and three, and some people are asking questions. But every one of those games, again, much like Baltimore... You're sitting there at Baltimore at seven and four, and you're looking at, at Buffalo eight and three. They can look at every one of those games and say we should be undefeated. And so I'm with you yeah. that even though that things right now, you know, it's it seems a little precarious. Baltimore, Baltimore, and and Buffalo are just fine. And yep. when it comes to the the playoff dance, those are going to be really really tough outs. And I'll tell you, I will take either one of them over a team like Miami. Who, you mentioned Miami's kind of the toast of the town right now. Miami's defense is awful. Their secondary is a sieve. And right now we're loving the the high-flying offense and these you know two top five receivers. That scares me a little bit that the Dolphins are going to end up being a one-trick pony when you get into the postseason and that well, defense is is asked to have to carry its, its fair share. Does it tell you something that they're playing the Niners this week and they are underdogs? By four points. Yeah, I mean that Vegas. You know the odds makers. Yeah, telling My, you something right there. And by the way, Miami's won five in a row. But here are the teams that they've beaten. Yeah, it's not a, a murderer's row. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, and Houston. Yeah. Now you got to give them credit. The first six games they beat New England, Baltimore, and Buffalo all right in a row. Yeah. But then lost three in a row to the Bengals, Jets, and Vikings. So they're they're good. But you mentioned their defense. That's probably what's going to end up biting them. But I just don't like unbalanced teams. Yeah. And as good as the Dolphins' offense is, and I love it, and and Tua has given it I, is awesome. I love the fact that Tua and Hurts have both given everyone the double bird this year on the the idea that that those guys aren't franchise quarterbacks. They have looked amazing. I just McDaniel's a good hire. He's been a great hire, and and give him credit too. They went out and and they got Tua weapons. But even with that, if you look at some of the advanced metrics on on Tua, and you look at some of the people that are breaking down his game, they're isn't a better processor of pre-snap reads right now in the NFL than Tua. Hmm. He gets rid of the ball so well, and there was this great breakdown I watched where when he looks frontside and it's not there, he's the best in the NFL at going to the second and third options on the other side of the field, and it's not like he has to process it. The moment he sees the front side and he knows that it's not there, he already knows where he's going with the ball, and the moment he turns his head, the arm's already going. And he just has really done a nice job in this offense, like I said, I'm I'm just a little frightened that when you look at their their losses, when their defense is giving up 27, 40, 29 points, 
eventually your offense is going to get slowed down a little bit. And is your defense good enough to carry you? I'm not certain that the answer well, is yes in, in, in Miami. In this game, they could be without both of their tackles, too. Yeah. Uh, they're both hurt. And they do think that Armstead is going to be back at some point, but he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, one other note. Top three in offensive EPA in the NFL. Probably uh, predictable. Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins. Sure. Those are your top three right now. Do you care to guess who is fourth? Philly? No. Uh, Dallas? Nope. Keep going, bro. Keep going. Uh, I'm kind of looking through. Who else would be? It's, it's a bit surprising. It's going to be Seattle. It's going to be someone that's sneaky. Oh, there you go. Uh, no. <laughs> Will was prematurely celebrating. I like it that not one. Seattle. That's a sneaky. That's a sneaky little guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be someone that we're not thinking of. They're correct. Cincy, maybe? Cincinnati. That's who it is. Who, by the way, are starting to play some, some good ball. I don't think many people would say that. If, and, if I told you the th- top three offenses were Chiefs, Bills, and Dolphins, you would, you'd be like, yeah, of course. But if I told you the fourth was Cincinnati, I don't think you would think that. And they just got done knocking off a very good Tennessee team with no Jamar Chase, with no Joe Mixon. They own the tidies. And their defense held them to 16 points. Cincinnati is one, what, three in a row and is playing much, much better. Look out. All right. Well, again, that's a team that's like, you know, yep. we I don't con- want to crown them now. No, but we kind of wrote them off at the start of the year. and Like, yeah. what's wrong with Cincinnati? And they're starting to put it together. There's our NFL Hump Day Roundup. Uh, coming up next on In the News, the wintry weather thankfully waited a week because it would have been messy last week with Thanksgiving. But here it comes, Jason. Are you ready for the wintry mix? No, I hate it. We could have snow in the morning. Damn it. We'll get to that uh, next. Also, Portland among the top five best cities in the United States for this. When we return, here's Will. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Just heard that uh, forecast there. Cool. Lots of rain, high 30s tomorrow. It's good golfing weather. Sounds wonderful. 
Uh, right now, November 30, 2022. Time for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Pleased to be with you. Carbon neutral, I might add. Uh, today is National Personal Space Day. So I'd like you to respect my personal space. I give you, you got about, uh, what, six, six and a half feet here? Is that enough? Yeah, this new studio is much better. People that uh, that sidle up to you, it is a little... Uh, it's off-putting. It's it's disconcerting, yes. Yeah. When I don't know how you can't have that awareness. I don't know. You know someone that's just like right in your face, like the Seinfeld, the close talker, it's it's very strange. Yeah, and like the other thing is, like maybe if, maybe even if you have a propensity for that, uh-huh. can you not learn? Yeah. You know, like it's just like, oh, that's just him. No, how about he figures it out and stops creeping us out? Shouldn't be that hard. Also, yeah. this one, like the idea of putting like. Stop touching people that don't want to be touched. And this goes for everyone. Because I think guys do this with other guys a lot, too. Just because another man uh, is in your space doesn't mean that he wants you to, like, like roughhouse with him. That's... Roughhouse guy is... Is that big, a thing? That's a thing. Roughhouse <laughs> that, guy? That's a thing. Big thing. Big thing. Really? Yes. Are there a little, uh, a few undertones there? It's possible. Because that is very foreign to me. Like, don't we touch have, me. We have not touched, if that's what you were asking. Well, I was going to ask you, like, how do you touch, like, what do you mean? Like, what, give me an example of, do you mean, like, just, you know, like, maybe slapping you on the back? Hey, how's it going, fella? Yeah. And then giving you a little, little, little back rub? There's just, guys just, guys can, the, the idea of guys being handsy with girls is obviously a thing. And I and you know we kn- and we know that that is creepy. Oh, what? I'm like George H. Was that George H? <laughs> yeah, in uh, the wheelchair. Yeah, the wheelchair. Grab him butts. He, he would he would grab a little tush. Yeah, he'd give a little. That's sque- what I do. He'd give a little squeeze squeeze. Will's looking at me like, oh my god. You my do. my late father was uh, he was guilty of that. Yeah. He was a, <laughs> a tushy. Uh, he was a, he was tushy a, grabber. He was a tushy grabber. But there is a lot of. There is a lot of man on man. Like I'm just gonna come over there and like like rough. I'm gonna grab you by the shoulder and just ah, you know. It's, that is a very foreign thing to me. I don't know where that. Happens. Maybe it's a sports thing. Is that, I, is I that had a, a buddy thing. I don't know. I had a buddy where we used to tackle each other. Like yeah. the minute we saw each other, we were tackling each other. Yeah. And right. if and if you don't know that the other guy is comfortable with that, dude, keep your hands to yourself. Well, I'm looking right at you. Don't tackle me. I'd hurt you. <laughs> You'd break. Yeah, he'd come out of there with a. Pulled something or a broken something. Probably. Don't do that. I'm old and frail. Well, the winter weather is back. Ah, for hell's sakes. Yeah. Where's that global warming that I need? We had a really bad storm last night. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, I know. I, through. I lost another. I've now lost both covers. I lost the grill cover and I lost the Traeger cover. Just whipped them right off. Whipped huh? them right off. And like they're gone, gone. They're gone. <laughs> they're somewhere in my neighbor's yard. So I got to go over there and, and just be like, "Hey, is, <laughs> you see a couple of grill covers? You would think that those things would have like straps, or that I would have learned." Well, and they like, do have ties. No, at least my old one did. This does tie down thing. And to be honest with you, after the first one, I just kind of thought, "Well, we're not going to get another one of those windstorms." Yeah, we do. So last night, about one in the morning, I, I heard it just just howling, and then like I. I could hear it lift off, and I was like, well, there goes that. Uh, they are saying that we could have a dusting up to one inch. Well, a dust. we could have a dusting or up to one inch okay. tomorrow morning yeah. on our commute. That's all the way from Eugene 
up to your neck of the woods in Vancouver. As long as it's just, you know, we don't have to commute until later in the day, so hopefully it'll all be melted off. But for you parents having to get your kids off to school, I'm sorry about that. And I guess it's crazy up in the gorge. They got hit with a bunch of snow. It was beautiful there. today. Yeah, Hood yeah, Rivers. Drove right through it. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Nice inch or two. Yeah, all their schools were canc- or, you know, closed and Thunderdome up there. Yeah. People fighting over water. Snow apocalypse. Portland is among the top five best cities in the United States for this. Any guesses? Lighting things on fire. No. Strip clubs. Oh, there you go. Burritos. You, know, you always hear the strip club thing. I don't even know if that's true anymore. You know, yep, that's like a, an old thing. We have a lot of them. I know we do, but do we have the most per capita? That's always the thing I that they know. say, but I don't even know if that's true. But like anytime I'm I like today, It used to be true. Today I had to go down a different road to try to come to work. Um, anytime I go down a, a, a different road in Portland and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I've been down this one, there's always a strip club. And, so, and they're just and I'm like, was that a strip and then they just they don't even look like strip clubs. It's just some like old creepy building. And then you're like, oh, live dancers. I feel like we have a lot of those. This story from 2015. Portland boasts the highest number per capita in the U.S. of strip clubs. One for every 11,286 residents. There you go. All right. Now, do we know why we have so many strip clubs? I don't know. Apparently, we have a lot of pervs. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, do all strip clubs do good? I mean, I don't that was seven years ago, so I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know if that's still... Maybe the pandemic knocked us down a, uh, a notch or two. Couldn't tell you. Portland among top five best cities in the United States for singles. Oh. How about that? If you're looking for love. Now, is this just like you want to be happy being single? and Or, you, you again, you are indeed looking for love. And how do we measure that? Well, this is from WalletHub, and they say that nearly 50% of all U.S. adults are single. And they did a survey... Uh, which respondents said they would spend an average of $91 at most on a first date. Um, the company said 19% of Gen Zers and 22% of Millennials report going into debt for dates. So this is about money. Uh, determine which cities in the United States were best for finding love. They compared more than 180 U.S. cities across three key dimensions. One, economics. Two, fun and recreation. And three, dating opportunities. So doesn't this mean that it's just a good place to be single and cheap? Like that's... I do think that's a... Yes. That is a part of it. Yeah. Yes. But it's not that cheap compared to other parts of the country. That's why I'm a little surprised. I would think that like if that's the case, like Tulsa would be number one. But maybe we're equal parts slutty and cheap enough and there's a lot of us and therefore Portland gets the thumbs up? We are fifth. Seattle is first. Mm. Madison, Wisconsin is number two. I'll take us over Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. We're fast. <laughs> Ellensburg should be number one. I always took my dates to Sonic. <laughs> Will, you old, uh, you just old romantic, you. Going there for that cherry lime. Line line. That cherry lime. there for 18 months, man. Uh, Denver. Not after three. the weatherman gets done. <laughs> The weatherman's not taking her to Sonic. I'm not scared of him. <laughs> Denver 3, San Francisco 4, and Portland 5. All right. Top cities for singles. It's been a long time, so I don't hey, know. Hey, I've got a report. Uh, you were, uh, you have been saying that Merritt Paulson 
will eventually sell both of his soccer clubs. Yeah, I feel like that stink isn't going to go away. He can hide as long as he wants. I think eventually he's going to be out. There is a new report about what he is doing behind the scenes oh. right now. And <laughs> yeah. is, he, is he going to sell his teams? We have not heard from him for a while. We will get to that next. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. Again, a little bit awkward because he seems to do this more and more when we're doing in the news when he's not back in time and he's the only one that has the news. So, again, normally if he was gone like two seconds ago, like during the hump day report, well, we could just talk about Cincinnati's improved defense. But it's it's a little more awkward when we're in the middle of the news and the newsman's not here. We could talk about news. We could make up news. <laughs> yeah, we can we can make up a news story if yeah. you want. Why not? It, it feels colder. Global warming is wrong. <laughs> My apologies. I was uh, getting the latest scoop. As you know, I'm your noted newsman. You're out digging around in there. Breaking news, huh? Yep. And but it is this. Evo says it's about time. Willamette Week had this story. I was looking to verify it. My sources. Uh, Merritt Paulson is in talks to sell yeah. the Thorns. But not the Timbers? But not the Timbers. <laughs> okay, so what we're saying is his creepiness and uh, looking the other way, it only affects the, the Thorns, but the team calling the the wife of a, 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 a the battered wife of a player and, and trying to convince her to not press charges, that's not enough to sell the Timbers. So, look, he can try to stave this off all he wants, and I do appreciate the fact that there's a, hey, if I sell the Timbers, we're, all, we're okay, right? No, dude. <laughs> you're, 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 you're in it. The, you don't really come back from stuff like this. They are saying they have learned he is in talks to sell only the Thorns, according to people with knowledge of the negotiations. One prospective buyer is a group of women led by Melanie Strong, a former Nike executive who left there to start an investment company called Next Ventures BC with disgraced cyclist Lance Armstrong. Oh. How about that? Hey. So we've gone from disgraced. So there will be at least one testicle in the group. Well, we need we need some disgrace. <laughs> nice by a- the Anyone? Way. <laughs> anyone? No? I was like I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought en- it was good. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I don't know. <laughs> I just went for it. <laughs> Shoot or shoot, you know? Understand. Hey, you miss every shot that you don't take. That's right. I cite that we're going to have some sort of disgrace in the front office. You know, we like to have a little bit of yeah. little bit of scandal. Yeah, you can't be the thorns without some front office disgrace. Yeah. So let's add Lance Armstrong. Hey, just remember, though, he's sleazy, so he has to sell the timbers, but not the timbers. He's he's fine there. Uh, okay, so Melanie Strong acknowledged the negotiations, but declined to say if they only concerned the thorns. Uh, She said, nothing we can talk about yet, but I will share everything I can soon. Now, uh, I don't know if anyone has the answer to this because I am the Thorns expert here. You know, since I get thorny, I go to the games. How much do they sell them for? Well, aren't all the, are all the women's teams attached to men's teams? Or are they? Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? I was under the impression that that was the case. Is that like they were, you know, sister franchises, but that's not a thing. Anyone, anyone out know. there? I don't know. I just know that they're seeking between thirty and fifty million for the thorns alone. That's how a, much? That, 
between 30 and 50 million. Okay. Just for the thorns. The timbers are a couple hundred. A couple hundred milli? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Good investment. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when he bought them, it's like, dude, he's going to make a lot of money on that. Yeah, the MLS franchises are... Yeah, they're uh, popping. They're popping. And that's why he doesn't want to get rid of the Timbers. No. It is only the beginning of franchise values. Yes. You know? Which is why, like I said, he's going to do everything he can to try to stave this off. But, you know, I, I just think he's up against it. But I'm looking here. I want to say, when we originally talked about this, I think the Timbers were at like 600 mil was their evaluation. Really? Yeah. That and high? That high. Yeah, six hundred and thirty, which means you're probably selling them for what eight nine hundred mil. It always goes significantly higher than than Boy, what they're valued at. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah, which is why yeah he he's going to do everything in his power to not sell that because you imagine where this is going to be in ten years time. I mean these the, franchises don't go down; they only go up. I mean you saw what the the commanders were talking about getting right. Five bill? Oh no 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 no! Yeah, they're saying that that, that number is going to start with seven, and they think it could get to eight. So, I mean, franchises are are exploding, and and if you are on the ground floor, I think the the L A. the Los Angeles F C. not the Galaxy. I think they might be the first billion dollar uh, franchise in the MLS. I think they're valued right around nine hundred fifty well, to a bill. I do feel like. So now, because like Messi was talking about the, like coming to the MLS, right? Yeah. Maybe Miami or something. I don't know. Do you know? Well, that was the, that's the rumor, is that he Miami? would. Miami? Yeah, that with uh, well, David, how much, David Beckham. Is he in Miami still? Yeah, he's the one of the owners. I think, I don't know if he's the primary guy, but he's the face of that, that ownership group. So what would you have to pay Messi to get him to the MLS? Well, because I, the, the, old, the old adage was that the... Um, the MLS clubs don't pay their players like they're not exorbitant contracts that they have to pay. They don't, but when you now you get these guys over here and like yeah, when you're when you're talking about bringing over a guy like that, you're talking about huge money. Buckley was talking about this, and I want to say there were some. I want to say it was like a hundred mil they were talking about. Ronaldo just got two hundred and seven mil to play in Saudi Arabia, I believe. Well, he yeah, said that was an offer. Yeah, it's an offer, and I thought it was like three hundred and fifty million. They were talking. He may not go there. He's dude. That guy can go wherever he wants, right? But they're but tr- the, probably the biggest offer is going to come from the Saudis. Yeah, they're trying to use him to legitimize the league because they're trying to get the uh, the World Cup. They're trying to pull a Qatar. Look, if whoever ends up getting Messi, if it's the MLS, you're just paying a, an official f ton of money just to try to get him over here because of the draw, and you're trying to legitimize your league. But he's still good, right? Yes. Like, but- wouldn't he be? Because Beckham came, well, Beckham, yeah, he came when he was super old, right? Messi is in and Ronaldo. They're at the the back ends of their careers. I know, but they're still good. They're still good. They're better than when Beckham came here. Well, and they're I, both I feel, like. and they're both significantly better players than he ever was. Right. I mean, Beckham was a good player. Right. Messi is. Yeah, these are like the best in the world Messi, at one point. Yeah, they're talking about. You're talking about maybe two of the five greatest soccer players of all time. That would be cool to see him. You know, when, you wonder when. A, a player in his prime, if it will ever happen that a that a prime stud I don't think comes so. and plays in the MLS, it just dominates you're, fools. You're decades away. <laughs> Scores like ten goals a game. The amount of money. I mean, some of these guys that the international players and what they make, it's it's absurd. It is absurd, Jason. And that is another absurd edition of In the News. Uh, the date November thirty. Can you believe that? Tomorrow is December. We're it is here. Freaking crazy. I hope your Christmas lights are up and your fake, fat, blow-up Santas. I don't have it yet. Don't have what? I don't have it up yet. Let's get it. I know, I need to. Let's go. Well, the weather's been crappy.
Uh, November 30, 2022. There's your in the news. All right. Hot five at five is coming up next. When the Blazers will get Damian Lillard back. We have some interesting coaching news regarding Deion Sanders and another Oregon player transfers. All next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 